0: To
1: where I live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IG and Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With you this week is Hillary Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Greg Miller is here. And Colin Moriarty is Hello. joining us. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you. This Thank is you.
2: maybe the most handsome game scoop Ever. you can have. Probably.
1: I know. I know. Stephanie Lee was here before. Ugh. <laughs> no,
3: thank you. <laughs> now we're back to what we need. <laughs> this, this is the good-looking crew. I'm Disclaimer. kidding. Stephanie's, Stephanie's very tough <laughs> very, very, uh,
1: very. uh Lots of stuff to get to this week, including an interview with Mad Men and Ellie Noir's Aaron oh, Staten. Oh,
2: no, that's until uh, we next week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, sneak preview <laughs> of next week's Game get <laughs> <Getsuit. laughs>
1: One week from today, we'll be interviewing Aaron Staten from Mad Men and Ellie Noir. Yes. Uh, cool. But today, we've got cool. lots of stuff to talk about. But first, let's give away a free game. What, Damon? As, as promised earlier in this week, I've got uh, uh, a few codes for an XBLA game that is not even out yet. Gatling Gears comes out next Wednesday. I have three codes to give away now. You're blowing my mind. I know, Damon. Right. I know. And this isn't some crappy little downloadable game that uh, the publisher's just giving away codes. Oh, for. right, right, right. This is actually an awesome game. It's not a PlayStation Mini. No, it's not at all. Oh. Can I is... get
3: this on the PlayStation Network?
1: Oh, I think it's <laughs> it, <no>, well, right. <laughs> eventually, yes. So, Gatling Gears is a top-down shooter, very much like Assault Heroes, if we remember that one on XBLA. Uh, I, I dare say it's even better than Assault Heroes, that's what I have to say. Uh, this is from the developers of Greed Corp, a criminally overlooked XBLA game. It takes place in the same universe. Uh, you mean
2: it was actually a crime? Like, the Justice Department is investigating, like, why <laughs> it was overlooked? Bill in the door,
3: <laughs> hey, notice you didn't download Greed Corp! The,
1: goddamn the, investi- <laughs> the investigation is ongoing. <laughs> Uh, Gallon Gears comes out next Wednesday. I've got three codes to share with you. The first one reads as G Y Y T R Q nine seven seven four seven H K M two
4: two R D nine two R C P C Z. Those are some long codes. We don't give away codes that long on Beyond. <laughs> I know, but we don't give away any codes on Beyond right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Sony, you suck. <laughs>
0: I'm
4: just kidding. Just the PSN. One, one of
1: the, the, the few things I appreciate about the PlayStation Network over Xbox Live Arcade is that their codes are so short. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's great. All right, two more codes coming at you later on. Oh,
2: you got to pepper oh. them throughout the yeah. thing. Also, you, just, you have keyboard support on a PS3, so you can just yeah. type them in. There's which that. Is it's very is convenient.
1: I have my little thumb keyboard on it that I put uh, on there. That's fixed there, I hate that thing. <laughs> it's better than trying to use the analog. Anyway, that's true. Uh, Hillary, <clears throat> recently IGN went shopping and uh, bought itself a few more websites.
2: Yeah, there was uh, some great deals on uh, the home shopping network. We were like, "Wait, we could we could buy one up?" <laughs> Why not? Yeah, there was, you know, we had like Is the 15 a good minutes price to call it. So, uh up. so yeah, we we uh we did. We bought the one-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out of my bank account. So, <laughs> I oh. So I will need other people to float me on rent for a while,
3: uh, but we're going to pass a we're going to pass a bucket around downstairs <laughs> yeah. and get, pay you back while we'll chip in a few.
1: Now, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we paid more for one up than Whoever paid for harmonics, fifty (laughs) dollars last December.
2: I don't have the specifics on how much we paid, but that is
1: my guess. Okay, you outbid Colin and I at Mm forty-nine (laughs) dollars.
2: However, I I do remember that you know we bought GameSpy, whatever it was, like six years ago or something like that. And that was the same time that Criterion, you know, the guys who made Super Speed, Burnout, yeah, uh, they were for sale as well. So. They were bought by EA for fifty million dollars. We bought Gamespy and Gamespy Tech for sixty-five million dollars. Wow. And I still maintain it would have been way more awesome if iJam were releasing Burnout. every Yes. Year. <laughs> but it we love be. our Gamespy guys. But I thought it was yes. kind of interesting that like we bought Gamespy and then immediately found out that we could have actually bought Criterion for those Middle Wait a And that was back when Criterion still had like they used the renderware. Like people actually used like their middleware and paid mm-hmm. for it. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It would have been nice to – I would think it would have been cool to have like – that would have been our UK office would have been the Criterion, right?
3: <laughs> Two of the biggest gaming websites come under one umbrella and somehow we're now
0: talking about my <laughs> <nine> Criterion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. On but it's move. one
2: of my great regrets and that's why I'm glad that we, we aren't going to – you know, like that we, we, we jumped on an opportunity so we wouldn't have this Criterion regret that I still have that now we get like, cool, man, we got one up. I don't want to be looking back, and you, Joe, and I don't want to be looking back six years from now, being like, like, man, they got bought by EA and they're making all these awesome games. No, they got bought by us, and they're gonna be making awesome games for us. That's what they do, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think so.
1: (laughs) I think so. So uh, we bought UGO Entertainment, and yes. their uh, their whole network comes along with that. Unfortunately, the only website in their ne- network that I know of is, is One Up. I don't yeah. know any of their other sites.
3: They're, the other sites they're are what their entertainment stuff. They're kind of they're kind of like an Ask Men kind of thing. Yeah, they got they got a lot of, like
2: aggregate yeah, sites yeah. you know and
3: stuff like that. But we got One Up. That's what matters. yeah we got One Up for us. We're partnering yeah. with One Up. Our Wonder if, twin powers are going to act. If you are listening
2: to GameScoop, what you care about is the fact that IGN and One Up have joined forces to rule the world. There you go. But mm-hmm.
1: so what does this mean for going forward? People want to know. Uh, Is anything going to change? What's going to change?
2: Well, uh, Greg apparently has just become like a whore for 1UP now. He's he's always wanted to be. (laughs) He did restart his 1UP blog.
1: I like how everybody acts like this is like blasphemy. Yeah, you're damn
3: right I did. I I, I was sad to see. I was a big part of the 1UP community before I got hired anywhere. And then I got hired here and I was like, all right, uh, goodbye, everybody. I'm going to work for IGN. And now we own them, so I'm allowed to post a blog and be like, hey, everybody, come read IGN, which Uh, is what I did. It
2: means means we have like uh, a lot more friends. Yeah, right? For sure. You know, like for sure. who are joining us. Like I don't think anything has really been decided. I would imagine that they're gonna move into our office, which is gonna be kinda cool to have like a bunch more yeah. editors kinda in here hanging out. And like now we've got IGN, GameSpy and one up, which is like mm-hmm. this kinda like crazy triumvirate and I like what does it mean like for IGN? I don't know. It could mean like great things. Like it could like I think it's gonna be good all around because like if you think about it, it's like one of, like, you know, the biggest thing that's happened to them, right, It's like, they had, like, financial issues, so they had to, like, let go of a lot of people. and got like rid of EGM, You know, and they got that. rid of EGM. Like, they were, they were founded on the idea of, like, you know, this really loud voice in the industry, that they were going to be all about opinion and personality. And at a time when, like, IGN and GameSpot were totally much stale. less of that and yeah, very stale, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they kind of, like, you know, one of their founding members was Ivan Sulich, who, who left IGN to go there. They had Dave Smith early on who used to work at IGN. Um, and they like just kicked it off, like with just being kind of in your face. And I think they sort of helped change, like certainly like the culture at IGN, like we started becoming more like that as well. And, you know, like, honestly, like they started a podcast before us and I know oh, that yeah. that, was, I, yeah. that was some of, that was some of the reasoning behind starting Gamescoop, right? was the totally. idea of like, wait, these guys are doing this and everybody loves it. We got to, we got to kick yeah. this off too.
1: Before I got hired at IGN, I was listening to one of yours yeah. and when I came to IGN, I was like, why aren't we doing this? Mm-hmm. So Totally. Uh,
2: yeah. So I think. And, like, so now I think, you know, it's, like, the thing that's happened to them is that just because of the financial stuff, they, lo- they, you know, they lost, like, a lot of those people that were those voices. And, you know, they're, like, a really small editorial crew now and, like, a really, really small engineering crew. So they can't really get, like, cool improvements on the site and that kind of stuff just because they don't have the manpower. So... Now they're all part of our crew, so now they get to share our engineering department. So now we get to help them on that end, but then on the editorial side, it's like you know we can help find ways to like bolster One Up and kind of like raise it up. It's not about like you know it wouldn't make sense to just like buy them and shut them down or yeah, something start like putting that. our content on their site. Yeah, that's how it works. That's, that's stupid. It's like it's more like how can GameSpy, One Up, and iGen all work together to offer three different things that all make sense. Mm-hmm. That like I, I like like I liken it to. Um, not not to say that we're CNN type of people, but, like, if you could think of it as, like, I, I will read CNN.com and I will read the Huffington Post, but I don't read them for the same reasons. Like, they're both – I both read stuff about politics, but, like, CNN is, like, kind of, like, more direct news. It's, like, a very different type of vibe than going to the Huffington Post, which is, like, op-ed and opinion and mm-hmm. stuff like that from around the internet. And so and
1: pics of Kim Kardashian in a bikini.
2: Exactly. And to me, it's, like – They, know what they want. That's, yeah. that's the thing. It's, like, you know, like, both of them serve the same audience in a lot of ways. But, like, I view them for very different reasons, and I kind of think that gaming on the line needs way more of that. Like, I think too many people are trying to be like iGen or GameSpot or, like, old magazines, really, which is what we used to try to be. And, like, I want to see, like, how iGen and 1UP can, like, both, like, the same reader could like them both, but get, like, totally different experiences and, like, find value in seeing them both. Like, not having, like, 1UP be, like, little iGen Because you can't, I mean, what's the point? Like, we're already IGN, like, we don't need that. Like, so what what does the community want? What does the community need? Like, that's what we want to help them find out and sort of, like, build that up. I think it'll be cool. And then, like, you know, to be able to have, like, a co-IGN one-up, like, community event where it's, like, our two communities can meet and fight uh, like in a back alley. I well, think no, I mean, it's there.
3: exciting, right, because you figure as a fan of video game journalism or, you know, somebody who's dialed into the industry, now you get to see cool crossover, right? Like, I would love when they move here to have Jeremy Parrish on shows like this to talk about games and give a different thing. He'll, You know, d- to come, Damon to go do a Retronauts podcast and stop in there. And then uh, not only that, on a, on a written side, when we do our normal second opinions, which they don't do like we do, have them chime in and see what their take is on a game. Like, it's cool to see crossover, and, I mean, it's not, gonna, it's not a merge of... Uh, Content, but to see people pop in and over and do different things and mm-hmm. see us all work together, it's gonna be exciting.
1: We have a lot of stuff to figure out. This deal went down very fast. I
3: think we just figured it out. Yeah, I think really, it's yeah. good, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's all, solved. all right.
1: <laughs> one word, one word I do see being thrown around a lot on uh, the comments uh, is monopoly, and I don't think people understand what the word monopoly means. No,
4: I was thinking the same thing when I read that yesterday. <laughs> Colin, do you want to tell people what a monopoly is? Yeah, monopoly is like an overwhelming force in industry where no one can possibly compete with, mm-hmm. with you reasonably. There is still GameSpot. There's still Game Informer. There's still there's a million other Game websites. Also there's, a, there's
2: freedom. Anybody can create any website they want. Exactly. So there's like a monopoly is like prohibitive. Like a lot of times it's like resource based. Like technically, like baseball is a monopoly, right? It's like they, they own all, all, the, all the players. They have all the bats. They have all the stadiums. <laughs> like right. Uh, or you could say, like, you know, having, like, whatever, NBC have the TV rights for the Olympics is monopoly. Like, nobody else can broadcast the Olympics. Like, technically they have a monopoly on the Olympics, but, you know, we sort of, we allow certain things in broadcast to happen. But, like, no anybody who's listening right now can just go on WordPress and for free create their own gaming site. No one's stopping them, you know. So, I, I don't
3: encourage that, though.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, Come to my, make up my IGN page and just blog yeah. there.
4: The thing is that the G- IGN blogs are awesome. <laughs> The G-men are gonna be here soon. Uh, w- the Sherman Antitrust Act. We're in a lot of trouble for, for buying one up. So <laughs> I'm sure. Better be careful. No, it's it's, to- it's totally ridiculous. It's not a monopoly at all. It's not even remotely a monopoly. There's like you know th- we have a, at least one other major competitor, and you know a million other websites that people read. So there's no such thing as a monopoly on the internet. That's stupid. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, I, I was a little bit worried that we might have to go
1: a year, a full year, without playing an Assassin's Creed game.
0: Oh, but, oh no! The dangers
1: of it. But thank God uh, Ubisoft uh, swedged my fears. That, yeah. that, 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 asswaged, the, that that asswaged, I believe. That's a swedged, that
2: oh, asswaged, yeah. Yeah, asswaged.
3: You're
1: taking English
3: to a strange <laughs> corner.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll do that. Sometimes. I just noticed the roof in here, the wood up there. It's kind of... Anyway, supposedly. Assassin's Creed Revelations yeah. is coming this November. This is uh, supposedly going to complete the Ezio trilogy of Assassin's Creed games, which started with Assassin's Creed 2, followed by Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah. Now Assassin's Creed Revelations. None of these, note, are Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. which is starting to annoy me. It's starting yeah. to seem like Call of Duty.
3: Whatever, you're talking shit. You were all yesterday. You're like, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. You never played Brotherhood. You don't know Ezio. I did like start the playing fans Brotherhood. know Ezio. <laughs> do you know he can ride
1: horses now. I do. He could ride horses in in Assassin's 2. Creed too. Well, yeah. I never played. Assassin's Creed. I'm
3: kidding. No, I'm excited. <laughs> I like Assassin's Creed. As long as they. But here's my problem with this one. Right? Is that there are a lot of rumors leading up to it that it was going to be an American Revolution or something drastically different. The comics were in Russia. You know what I mean? Like it seemed like we were going somewhere different. And now, just to be Ezio again, even though he looks old and he's got a new thing on his wrist. Not that exciting. That's my problem. I w- I'm i ready to get out of the ancient Roman era kind of thing, you know?
1: Yes. To me, it just seems a little cheap. It's like, well, it, w- it would take a lot of resources and time and energy to make Assassin's Creed 3 and make it seem like a totally new, different game. So let's just use the same engine, the same assets, and just make a new game yeah. a new Assassin's Creed 2, which is what they did with Brotherhood and now again with Revelations. It's like...
2: At least I got out of Italy. I mean like yeah. I mean that's how I felt about Brotherhood when that's why I didn't play it. It's kinda like I I mean, I love like the very short brief moments that you have in Rome in Assassin's Creed two and I was like, Man, I wish this was the whole city but at the same time it's like, man, I kinda want like, I like the idea of jumping into a different person each time totally. and so I kinda was like, eh, Brotherhood already seems cheap, even though I know people liked it and this is just like more of the same. It's like, dude, like I, I bought into the series of this idea. It's like I'm jumping through like these different timelines and these different people that I'm supposed to be. And so why is this a third game now? Where I'm the fourth game actually, because there was the PSP one as well, right? Mm. But that was Altair. Was, oh, it was it? That was another Okay, fine. Game. Then yeah. there was three games. Yeah. Still, I'm like, still this guy? I don't care how old he is or that the fact. I mean, it's in Istanbul. That's cool. But, like, let's face it. Did it have to be Ezio? Couldn't it have been somebody else? Like, it's actually
1: in Constantinople. Or
2: Constantinople, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't remember <laughs> how that song goes. I know, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want I want three, and I want it to be in a different time period. And then, you know, a different person. Frankly, and I'm ready. Want it to be Desmond, right? Exactly. That's that's I am it, yeah. ready
3: for it to be Desmond. Like, he, every game, he's more and more, like, you know, into it and assassinate and like it looks like we're ready let's effing do it I know I'm ready hit the the gas is what I say Damon let the Desmond fly and then
2: you realize that he's been on a nature preserve the entire time I know
3: somebody (laughs) tweeted yesterday that at the end of the series Desmond will become Batman (laughs) that was pretty
1: good I didn't didn't get it I saw you retweet that I, I didn't get it
3: He's training to be better and better, and then he'll take up the mantle yeah. of Batman. I, didn't I think mean, it was I mean if, if
2: you actually think about it, now, I don't know what happens with Desmond and Brotherhood. Yeah. But from the first two games, like, he could actually just still be in the basement of the same place. Because he just gets in a trunk of the car into, and you get driven around a bunch, but you never actually <laughs> see what happens. And then you kind of get out of the trunk, and then you're like <laughs> in a warehouse. And, and I'm like, technically, they could be messy with you, and you could just be in the, the bottom of the building. That's like, what should Brotherhood. Oh, yeah? What happens to Brotherhood? You,
3: you go somewhere different. Do you, do you actually yeah.
2: know you're going somewhere different? Are you yes. outside? Yes. You see outside. You, are. you can go outside at any time. What? You can go outside at any time? Yeah.
3: What? There's nothing to happen. You just, I mean, you run around. There's some hidden stuff out there.
2: But. oh man, now I gotta play Brotherhood. There's an
3: ending. You should go Google or YouTube. Wait, it has an, an ending. ending. It has an ending. What? You, but then how come it's? You need continuing? to watch the ending so you're prepared for what happens when well, uh, Revelations... I do oh, want, yeah, because I'm playing that.
1: I do want to go back and play it, Brotherhood. I just got uh, distracted by
4: a new Vegas, which I think I'm about to finish now. Vegas, baby. I just Vegas. got to Hoover Dam.
1: Cool. Yeah, that, you're pretty, this is, the end? This yeah, is you're, the end?
4: Yeah, you're close. You're okay. close. I guess depending on the choices you made, but yeah, you should be close.
1: Do you no. not play Assassin's Creed? You're quiet on this. On uh, this no, Assassin's I don't play
4: Assassin's yet. Creed. I, so I played the second one and I think we talked about this on Beyond a long time ago. In the beginning, you're walking with like some woman and she's talking to you, but if you walk ahead of her, your body turns in a really awkward way, <laughs> and your torso turns, and I'm like, I can't play this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the
4: little things that turned people off the games. But but I did play it for a little while, and I actually hated the way the game controlled. I felt like you weren't doing enough for what you were doing on screen when you are climbing a building. Oh, this was I, you. Okay, yeah. I, remember I felt one like one you one. should be pressing buttons think, and stuff well, like Mark that. Mark Ryan then... hates it too, right? Yeah. It's, think just, it's like yeah. the worst controls ever. Uh, yeah, I think the he controls... also
2: had to do the guide so that yeah. clouds were judgment sometimes.
4: Yeah, I think the control scheme was was poor just because it felt like you weren't doing anything. You know, like you're climbing up a building and I'm like, oh, I guess I should be pressing... Do you cool. want? Do you want to be mashing buttons, or what do you want? Yeah, to Yeah, well, doing I just feel anyway? like when you're climbing, like I think I was just using, using the analog the stick. Yeah, just going like this, <laughs> using my move. Oh,
2: well, you know, on the NGP, you'll be like, yeah, real, so you'll it's rubbing it's rubbing the, back the back of, of, back of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I Don't
4: get me started on that.
3: Here's the thing about Assassin's Creed for me is I play it, and I I strictly like the games a lot just for the gameplay. I like all this the little crap there is. In I like that Buying too. shops, but the story, I'm always like, I don't understand what's happening. Who am I chasing? Yeah, I don't ever on? follow And then that's why Brotherhood was such a kick in the head. Like when you you get to this part, right, and like you find this thing spoilers everybody and Et- you find a thing Ezio and Leo find this stupid thing and it gives off these coordinates and Ezio just turns and walks away and Leo's like what about the coordinates and Ezio just goes they're not for us because he knows like f- from the last game too he knows about like Desmond like, he knows that they're, they're talking to someone else in the future or whatever so he just walks away and it's like well why would I ever want to care about this story in Ezio's perspective again you know what I mean mm-hmm. like what's he ever doing but I still want to go buy shops and take down the Borgia Towers
4: yeah well, oh, yeah. I was just going to say I, when the rumor was that it was going to be in the American Revolution which is like my favorite then you time climb. In the, ever <laughs> like where I wish I was born Why would you climb uh, though? I, well yeah I was, I, well, you would have died of, th-
3: of cholera I,
4: <laughs> I was thinking it would be cool to be in like Revolutionary Boston or Philadelphia which wouldn't Pretty big. I mean, not huge cities, like maybe fifty to hundred thousand people. But I like you know, I, I just thought it would be a cool change of pace because yeah. it seemed like it was very obviously the series is like very Italian and Renaissance and stuff like that. And like it would have been cool very to move into a new.
2: I, I think I, I think actually uh, like San Francisco in like the early twentieth century or maybe like mid twentieth century would be kind of cool because San Francisco is like a really compact city. And, like, it's seven got a lot of tall buildings, there's, like, a lot of stuff to climb. But it's like, I th- like to me, it's like some people have said New York, but I think New York actually, like, the downtown, like, the city's like, you climb the Empire States building, what do you do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's just like one <laughs> giant building, you can't do anything building, from yeah. there. But it's like San Francisco is like really compact, and there's a couple of things that kind of like are separated, like Koi Tower, but there's a lot of buildings you can get around, and it's like a cool city. And you think about the hills and mm-hmm. sort of like what views would be like in yeah. there. And like, San Francisco was like an interesting place in its like earlier times. Um,
3: I, d- I don't think I'm breaking any embargoes to this NDA Damon but I heard that Ubisoft had thought about putting Assassin's Creed in San Francisco but realized it already had the perfect San Francisco game in Driver San Francisco Oh yeah. and it said well <laughs> maybe later on we'll do some DLC and just put you in the Driver universe with the, you'll have the coma mode
1: <laughs> we can tease the new gamescape tune it's uh, yeah Javi hobby is doing at hard all. at
3: work on the Driver San Francisco gamescape tune yeah it's good
1: uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations out this November uh, we should see more at E3 next month Hey, it's you. Before E3, E3, uh, Infamous 2 comes out before E3, right? Nope, the day of E3. The day of E3. Tuesday,
3: we'll be going to see E3, and everybody else will be buying Infamous 2. No one's going to be reading the site. Just shutter it. It's over. So we're
1: (laughs) We're just not going to review Infamous 2, right? We'll 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 review Infamous 2. Don't you worry about that. What's our review plan for Infamous 2? What's going to happen?
3: Colin Moriarty's going to review it. Uh, It'll be up uh, before the release of the game, but dates are to
2: be decided. Colin, if you don't like Infamous 2, will mm. Greg disown you? No. I think Greg will probably kill me.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think I could, I, I'll have a clear head on my shoulders. But I, I have clearly sacrificed any perspective on this game. I understand.
1: But
4: you've told Colin what score to give it, right? Of course. Okay.
3: He knows exactly what to give it. And I, I wrote it down on
4: a sticky note.
3: <laughs> we're going
2: to 12. We're going to take it to 12 on this one. But Greg, what did you give the first game? I gave it a 9.2. And, Colin, in your opinion, what, what would, if you had reviewed the first game, what would you think you would have given it?
4: Um, honestly, that was my favorite game of that year. So, like, maybe a 9.5. I thought it was a great game.
3: However, keep in mind the context of when it came out. That's my only thing.
4: What, I, th- I
3: don't think I'd give it a 9.2 now. Like, going mm-hmm. back, you know, characters are stiffer, environments don't hold up as well, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just in the fact Wait, that...
2: Wait, the characters got stiffer? No, yeah. yeah, They were okay. stiff at the time. Over obviously. time, like, okay, everybody,
3: game. fuck off. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that, that game really, blew, that game really blew me away. I re- I really liked that game when it came out. I beat it, like, you know, four times, I think, so.
1: Yeah, you did the guide, right?
4: Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't think I've ever
1: beaten a game four times.
4: I beat, because I played it for the guide, and then I played it good, evil, and on hard for all the trophies. And, obviously, I found, I remember meticulously, there's 350 blast shards you find, I remember meticulously mapping them in Photoshop for the guide and stuff like that. It was, but, you know what, you know, we were saying, like, you know, Mark Ryan, for instance, does like Assassin's Creed, mostly because he had to write the guides for them, and I always say that when I really like a game that I wrote a guide for that says a lot about that game... Because I usually write sandbox and RPG guides, so w- when I like Fallout 3 and I like New Vegas and I like Mass Effect 1 and 2 and I love Infamous, and so You're starting
2: like, to name every guide you've ever done. That. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, well, I've done a lot
4: of other you know guides that like killed me where I like, couldn't stand the game anymore. For example. Like, uh, like the game, a game, a recent game that one of the last guys I wrote that I started to hate when I got deeper into it was Mafia Two, which I really liked in the beginning, and then by the end when I was finding all the collectibles and like this. To vacant- be fair, that's
2: that's a that's not a great game though. Seth. It was,
4: it was I, I enjoyed it. I think if I played Seven it, up. I it like sandboxy my games. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean it's not a bad game. It's just- yeah. But anyway, when I, when I when a game doesn't kill me
4: and I don't want to smash my head over a rock after writing the guide, that's a that says something to me. And Infamous was like a game where I wrote the guide and then I just kept playing it. So. I enjoy I just really like sandbox games and that game really pulled me in. And it pulled me in for different reasons than it pulled Greg in cuz I don't really care about superheroes. So it's like I kind of came to enjoy superheroes more by playing that game as opposed to going into it like Greg did already enjoying that.
2: Yeah, I don't dislike the first infamous. I just don't think it's as great as as you guys pulled out to be. I didn't think Cole's like character was that incredible that it required like uh, devastation when they change his look Because I thought he kind of looks dumb Well I was the only um, one devastated you like freaked out yeah, you know, I freaked you out You and Colin both freaked out a little bit. Well
3: I think it's a dumb move To change a character in general Like I just don't understand In that drastic of a change Like I just don't understand
2: but We just talked about Assassin's Creed And I would say that Desmond is like Is a douche in the first game <laughs> And dumb And at least they made him like Somewhat more likable in the second game
3: But you're talking about characterization Not I'm talking about just strictly a visual perspective as somebody who watches movies and plays games, I, I, can't, I don't like people being replaced in a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, so what
2: I, happened when Superman grew hair, long hair? What did you just say? Again, out? that's
3: a natural progression of a character. You're not talking about what? all of a sudden Superman was red and he had t- gained 30 oh, we, pounds for no right. reason. There was
2: never a point where Superman was uh, red and blue, just, was It's there? like arguing in a vacuum. I just, there's, <laughs> like, there's because no you're way. wrong. Because it's like you did read Superman when it was Superman red and Superman blue. I know you did.
3: I know. But again, there was progression. It made sense of what was happening. But you
2: hadn't even played the game. How do you know it doesn't make sense?
3: Oh, he got way leaner and grew hair and his entire facial structure changed. That, that was going to be explained? The beast beat him up so bad at the beginning of Infamous That one. is beautiful. Yeah? It starts with his normal character <laughs> model and he gets punched once and he's like just, he's he, like when, Car- but isn't it, when isn't Supergirl it- gets punched in the death of return of Superman it <laughs> goes back to purple Matrix form. That's what was going to happen. <laughs>
2: but is it, isn't it possible that they just looked at the original design and were like, you know, I don't really like the way he looks. It's like, you know, we could fix this because it's not an actual person.
3: Too bad they, they they made a character that connected with me and other readers, and we didn't want. I think it
4: mostly
2: to you, and then I think you got other readers to connect with you to complain about. We
4: were, it. we were. I mean, there was a lot of people on the on the internet that were upset. The reason I liked, and the when original, people on the internet are upset, that doesn't you mean that should watch out. Well, well so uh, the reason I really liked Cole, I actually really connected with him because he wasn't like some pretty boy dude. He wasn't like he was like a dude with like kind of balding and a little short, and he was just like this normal dude that happened upon this extraordinary event and that was what was so cool about the game it's like he's just some guy with a girlfriend and some and a a friend who's kind of like a loose cannon and all this stuff and they kind of tried to hone in on a character that i think would be more aesthetically likable for people and it didn't make any sense it's a different person it's a totally different person with a different voice and so I, i like and that's the other thing i liked his gritty voice like he seemed like he was angry and agitated and he didn't understand what was happening to him he was a deep character and they just changed all the that. Gritty
2: voice made him deep.
4: Yeah, because no, I'm saying he was he he was a gritty voice with a he was a deep character apart from the gritty voice. But I was saying he was always he always was talking about like what was happening to him and how he was kind of upset and like it you, was didn't co- play-
2: you don't know that he wasn't going to do that in the game you don't know that he wasn't going to talk about how he was upset and all that stuff I mean you you saw like a demo reveal of the game you barely saw anything of the character you I didn't, didn't see you didn't the demo know how the...
3: Was... when I got when yeah, I when lost my the mind magazine. I saw the r- r- game in former cover
2: exactly so you <laughs> didn't even know like you don't you, you like half the stuff you're saying is stuff that he could have just looked different and still had all that attitude and still talked about his problems and the story has still been as connected and as deep yeah like, but I it's, a different, but it's story from a- Two, no, 2 because they changed the character it's a
4: different guy it's a different guy it's a different model it's a, it's a totally different dude it's not even the same cole it might as well be a different character i mean that's what i think greg and i were saying it's like if you're gonna if there's gonna be an infamous 2 and it's gonna be a character that is totally not cole and doesn't look like cole it should have just been a new character and they could have just tried to tie the stories together well you guys got you got them to change it back didn't you
3: i, I probably did yeah. i screamed and pouted enough and yelled <laughs> uh, but i mean i think even well yeah i won't go into that I know things, and yeah, but, I mean, whatever. So
1: this is all kind of the reason why you're not reviewing Infamous 2. Yeah,
3: I'm way too big of a fan. Like, it means too much to me as a character. And, like, I I wrote a whole article about it. Is that what we're leading into, right? About how it got me through, like, when I I, – GameScoop listeners from the olden days know I used to be married. Mm -hmm. And about the time I got divorced, Infamous, I got – or when we first separated – and, like, we knew we were getting divorced, but, like, I was living on my own for the first time in forever. I got my review copy of Infamous. So it, I played that thing nonstop, and I did the – this is before Colin had it for a guide. So I took, you know, digital photos of the maps off the TV screen and then went building by building, reading them out, you know, so I knew if I had a blast chart from there. And it was one of those things where the whole article is about how I went up and saw Infamous 2 in Seattle. I, I, we decided a long time ago. Like, after – as soon as I lost my mind about the Cole redesign, we knew I could not review Infamous 2. Like, I, I so this feel- was, like, last summer. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where objectivity in games is weird, right? Because I reviewed Ghostbusters and if there was ever a Superman game I'd imagine I'd review it too. However, this was the one time where like, you know, I, I, we if you remember we heard about it right before a Game Scoop, we went in and did a Game Scoop, then I talked about it all day, I wrote articles about it, and then I went home and then like at one in the morning I was still ranting in bed next to my then girlfriend, like, I can't believe they did this. What are they thinking about? <laughs> and that was like when it turned in my head, I'm, like, this is weird. I don't know why I'm so so connected to this one thing. And so then I went up and saw Infamous Two the other day, and when I got there, all these memories reason their office started coming back, which you don't, you don't think about it when you go, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I've never thought about Sucker Punch's office since I was last there or whatever. But then it cued in my mind, like, one of the the, the director talking to me about my wife at the time being a flight attendant. And I was like, oh man, last time I was here I was married. And then it was like, oh man, la- the first time I ever played Infamous was right as all this is happening. And it totally, my whole piece is about how that world became an escape for me, and that's why I think I'm so tied into that game and why I'm so personally. I mean, it was, I mean, I don't want to argue any more about this and beat a dead horse, but I mean so, it would be it would be the same instance in tomorrow if I walked into the office and I don't even – Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Hillary. And they're like, <laughs> what, what did I just do to
2: Hillary? You know what I mean? like, First would, of all, for, the, for anybody who hasn't seen pictures of our office, it's Kareem – He would be able around because our ceilings are so low. He would be dead in five minutes because they have these giant beams hanging down that almost kill Charles every yes. day. Yeah.
3: That's true. So I mean, I just connected with that game, and that's why I got so bent out of shape about it. And like those characters mean a lot to me as, as a fan, and that was like the whole thing of like I should not be criticizing this game because clearly I don't. You know, I don't want I don't want anyone ever to look at a review on IGN and not be able to trust it. You know what I mean? If I did review it and I gave it a 10 or if I gave it a 5, I don't want people to go, oh, he gave it a 10 because he's a big fan. Oh, he gave it a 5 because they changed what he liked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just want people to speak for it is. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I made the mistake when I lost my mind about it. We did it Beyond where I was like, I'm not reviewing Infamous. And I, I'm like, neither is Colin. And Colin's like, wait, what? And like, <laughs> I totally projected all my own shit onto Colin about it, which was a very bad move, and I didn't mean to uh, do anything like that. It's just – it's a – I just want to play this game. I just want to, you know what I mean, and like yeah. I'm sick
4: of.
2: Well, you know, when, you know, when you turn 15, there's a lot of emotions going on, <laughs> you know, and eventually you get a little older.
4: I think Greg did a, a real solid thing though by kind of recusing himself from it because, uh, like I've told Greg many times, I think he's perfectly capable of reviewing infamous too and perfect. being uh, he is per- he's he's perfect. He's perfect. He's a per- he's a perfect ten. And uh, <laughs> what are you two getting married? <laughs> but I think he's perfectly capable of reviewing the game objectively, and I think that. It, him recusing himself of reviewing it actually speaks a lot about what he wants uh, the quality of the site and our reviews and stuff to be and people not to question them or whatever which I think is really cool um, but you know I think that we all have a, like attachments and love for a lot of series like I'm, I'm in love with Mega Man and I love Resistance and stuff like that but I can always review those games objectively and I I, I think uh, you know Sometimes maybe we get a little too wrapped up in the games and the games we love and stuff like that, and that's fine. I, I, but I totally understand where Greg's coming from with the redesign of Cole. I mean, I'm totally with him on, on that being a huge mistake.
3: I was also upset when they recast Rachel Dawes in Batman, if anyone needs to know. <laughs> know.
4: <laughs>
1: well, Greg's article is uh, really great. Yeah, it was. It was listeners awesome. should read it. It's called uh, Playing Through the Pain with Infamous. Infamous. yeah. I know sometimes it's hard to find specific articles on IGN. Uh, so if you just do a Google search for Playing Through the Pain with Infamous, you'll find it. And uh, we will have a re- review of Infamous 2 up before E3. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Uh, do not expect a Super Meat Boy 2. That's oh, not happening. Oh, no. No.
2: But uh, what will I get angry and frustrated about now?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm sure they're going to redesign
3: a character soon. Go play <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> Say
2: go play Mega Man. Wait, now I'm trying to think about what character would actually upset me enough. That See, I and that's the thing.
3: Go. I don't know. I can't name another game. I guess like maybe if they did... I wouldn't be so personally upset I would say if Naughty Dog redesigned Drake and made him completely okay. look different. Oh, I'd oh, be like, that's did, 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 stupid.
2: I'll say, I'll say, the, the closest I've ever come at this company, honestly, was actually this week. Uh, wait, have we revealed all? Yeah, we're revealing all the comic book characters. Today
3: will be the final day but we've of We've already revealed book.
2: both the Flash positions. Correct? No, we have not. But if Damon, well, we, know, we know that Wally West is going to be in the top 20. I guess now you do. Well yeah, whatever. So, yeah, so yeah. Barry Allen was like number forty seven. Forty Forty nine.
3: Forty nine was Barry Allen.
2: Right, Flash. and 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 you because you you recorded all these video things. Yeah. yeah you knew yeah. that Barry Allen was like thirty lines higher. So the Flash is my favorite Damon, character. David, can you post
3: this after the thing goes live, like at four o'clock? No, it's gonna be fine. Don't right. worry about it. It'll, it's not gonna go up till around four anyway. All right, fine. So anyway, so, so Wally West is seven and Barry Allen is oh, forty nine. Yeah. yeah,
2: and so I think seven. So he's like he's like. 40 more right yeah and first of all i'm offended that wally west is even on the top 100 list. who is no wally west he's he, he's the newer he was kid
3: f- flash and he was promoted to flash when barry allen died <laughs> <laughs> frankly
2: honestly like kid flash i i like better i would put impulse on there but wow, i was just really? like dude over i'm sorry like wally west is just a poor imitation of barry allen like the i'm like a big flash fan and like to me like the, it's actually like i just think it's I just I just think it's completely wrong to to disregard because Barry Allen if you're a DC Comics fan like let's just say he Saved the DC universe in two ways. One, like literally, literally. Like in, in, the, in the comic books, he, he ran himself to death to save the universe. But also, it's like he Slammed he the worlds
3: together. He, to make he's it the make he
2: is like the key character who basically was used to basically take what was a really crappy, shitty DC universe that was spread out onto like eighty million, diff- million different alternate worlds and like united them all as one. And actually, that was when DC Comics became good. Like, and it was like his sacrifice. And for a long time, they were very pure in like keeping him. Uh, like, not, like he was the one character who wasn't going to come back. Yeah. And then the one time that they did bring him back, it wasn't actually him coming, like the first time when they kind of brought him back, was they didn't bring him back as like, a, oh, he's been reborn. It was actually that he, he kind of time traveled. And so it was him before he had actually sacrificed his life. But he goes back in time to like still sacrifice himself. Yeah. So it was like sort of all works itself out okay. And they kind of fucked that up more recently. But of course, um, but I don't know, like he's a character that matters to me and to like disrespect him like that in my mind, like that upset me.
3: Damon, I know you're trying to get this this train back on the tracks away from Nerdtown. The one pin I want to put in this (laughs) (laughs) is the fact that they changed nothing else. They changed – they didn't change – like if if Uncharted came out in a 2D cell cell shaded
1: world, I could
3: sit there like Wind Waker and be like, I don't like this artwork or whatever, but I
1: would be – You were crazy if you didn't like the artwork I loved Wind Waker, but I know a lot of people were offended, right?
3: That would be the thing. They changed one part of Infamous, like the one part you play as, the one part that's you, and didn't change anything else, and that's what really drove me crazy.
4: Do you think that there was a similar argument when Bewitched changed, changed I bet there
3: were people who just freaked out and wrote in. David, get the real news.
1: Anyway, Super Meat Boy. The- <laughs>
3: no sequel for Super Meat Boy.
0: <laughs>
1: The two-man development team, uh, they've always been very outspoken, and uh, in a, they just released a level editor for the PC version, of Super Meat Boy. In the release, they say, after six bonus months of extra work, we are quite sick of talking about this damn game, as I'm sure you might be as well. There won't ever be a Super Meat Boy oh. 2. Like,
3: they're cool. funny, though. I like their are, preferences yep. and no, the humor of the game
1: in general. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is that they said they are moving right into the development of game number two, but they're, they're develop- their name is Team Meat. It kind of—it seems like that kind of limits them to like what. Maybe it'll be
2: a Meat Man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Super Meat Man. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, and uh, Colin. Yes. Do we need a new Mega Man X?
4: Yes, we do. We, we do. do need a new Mega Man X. Uh, so last week I got into a conversation with Rich George, who's our Nintendo editor in chief or executive editor, and he was talking about like you know. We, need, we should write something about Mega Man X or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I think, because, uh, you know, ever since Mega Man 9 and 10 came out in the 8 bit aesthetic, people have been kind of assuming, including me, that Capcom would eventually have any creates or another one of their studios create a 16 bit Mega Man X game. And it seemed to make sense um, because people really received 9 and 10 well. Obviously, people received 9 really well because 10 came out. So, I mean, that's all the evidence you really need of that. But it never came to fruition. And so I was kind of just, you know, I just kind of wrote an editorial about how Mega Man X is actually really solid. It's not obviously my favorite Mega Man series. The classic Mega Man series is. But it's the only other Mega Man series other than Legends that's really, I think, really solid. I think Battle Network and, and uh, Star Force, whatever the hell those series are, they're, they're, they're like awful. But these Really? Ser- because
2: I don't know if you know, but in Battle Network, mm-hmm. you're a kid who then goes to a computer. And in the computer world, he's Mega Man. Right. But in the real world, he's just a kid. is he awesome. a kid chameleon? Uh, oh, okay. i I thought it, was, I, thought it was, I thought it was that... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, thought, I think that's what it
4: is, right? It, or like, yeah. it, well, well, like, that is like, how it works. Like you're a
2: dumb kid, <laughs> and you walk around, and you're just like, oh, I'm a dumb kid, and then it's like, I'll go to my computer, and you're like, I'm Mega Man now!
4: Yeah, EXE or whatever they call him. And he's yeah. a cool character design stuff. But uh, but anyway, like it's, in terms of gameplay, like I love the solid 2D gameplay of classic Mega Man. Mega Man X somehow recaptures that on a whole new platform and in a whole new way, and it adds RPG and exploration elements, which I really think were really cool. I remember very clearly getting Mega Man X and how blown away I was by it, and that was at a time when we didn't really know what we were going to get out of new Mega Mans. It was around the time Mega Man 6 came out on NES and before Mega Man 7 came out on SNES, so that seemed like that was going to be the future of Mega Man, and then they kind of ran that series into the ground. So I want them to revisit it in a 16-bit way.
1: I was I was disappointed that the bosses in Mega Man X had d- had different names.
4: Yeah, they're Mavericks instead of Robot Masters, so they don't have like the man. man. It's all yeah. animal-based, which is yes. which is uh, kind of cool in its own right. Yeah, but... it, it went it totally like in X6, X7, X8, like it went off the deep end, and I had no idea what any of these animals <laughs> even were, and the names were. Were there ridiculous. eight Mega Man Xs? Yeah, there were. Uh, so, wow. It was three on SNES. Three on PlayStation, two on PlayStation uh, Two. They really milked the really? crap out of that yeah. franchise. Jesus. Um, and but the first three are really awesome. Just like the first six Mega Man games on NES are really uh, sacred, and seven on SNES and eight on PlayStation and Saturn. People didn't really enjoy those games as much, and the same with the latter X games. So I wanted them to just revisit the the. Um, the 16-bit aesthetic for Mega Man X in a new way, X9. And I think, I'm pretty confident that they will, to be honest with you. but And I think any creates will do it, and they're really good a studio. A
2: wise man once said, Colin, cow can only give so much milk. It's true. What do you think about that? <laughs> seems <laughs> like there's been a lot of Mega Man games.
4: It's true. It's true, but I think, so what I always say about 8-bit Mega Man coming back in 9 and 10 being $10, is that they could easily, there would be probably a couple hundred thousand people in the world at least that would buy that game every year if they just released it with new Robot Masters and new levels. Just 8-bit, they would just buy it every year, including me. And I think that you know Capcom realized with 9 that they kind of hit something with uh, their fans. Capcom has really awesome old-school fans because they have a lot of old, great old series that they're trying to revisit. and uh, So Mega Man actually seems like a, a, a natural progression for the series to get a new X game, especially because there hasn't been an X game in seven years or so, so it's, it's been dormant. So that was it,
3: like
1: Godzilla. <laughs>
4: he comes back <laughs> every so often. Uh, we're
1: gonna check in with the listeners now. Hillary, do you need to bow? Bow? You know, hang around? No, I'm
2: gonna I'm hang around now because okay, I I know as soon as I leave, someone's gonna talk talking crap about me and infamous. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm. You're totally
3: justified in your opinion. I'm not mad at you for having an opinion. This is what makes us IGM.
2: It's true. Oh, okay. I'm, just
3: t- I'm just tired.
2: <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> very, very, just very quickly. Because, uh, you know, it's a, you, there's no right or wrong to a list of the top 100 oh, of course, uh, yeah. heroes. Because it's all opinion, right? There's yeah. not really an argument. Though I think we can all agree that Batman should be number one. Uh, but he check Willy, out IGN.com tonight. <laughs> I think we in this room would agree that we, we would pick Batman number one probably, right? Jubilee. Batman's pretty awesome. <laughs> but yeah, Batman's pretty awesome.
3: Superman's yeah,
2: pretty Greg, Greg is a Superman fan.
3: I mean Connell already got shafted at eighty three, all right, so I'm sorry.
2: But but I mean and so and so, you know, you can't say like the people who picked, you know, the the list for this are wrong, but you know, in my like for me, like, you know oh, no, uh, no. I think so so for you, like for you like uh, what, what do you feel like about The Flash? Would you put Barry Allen instead of Wally West? I would put oh. Barry
3: Allen ahead of Wally <laughs> West. You.
1: I can't believe we're back. But
3: no, I mean, I, I understand where he's going with this. Yeah, yeah. Right. This is, He's yeah. talking about his personal opinion, not yes. about that of IGN. It was voted on by a team, and yeah. that's why the team voted. It's not mm-hmm. like... Where
1: is where is Wolverine on there? I like Wolverine.
4: Wolverine has not been announced
1: yet, but he will be... Uh, in well, he's
4: being announced today. He, yeah.
2: when, when this is up, it'll be up. So. You know what else was voted on by a team?
4: The infamous redesign podcast Beyond voted that it was, it was bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the <laughs> nation
4: agreed. This is true. All
2: right, well, go so, ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, now, but, now you
4: can jump in. Well, now I actually have a
1: comics question. Is anyone going to see Thor? You guys going to see this movie?
2: <laughs> I'm seeing Thor on Sunday, I think, yeah. Sunday, yeah. I'm going to play the can game for Trolley's. Yeah, you want to come? Yeah, give yeah. me an invite. Uh, yeah, yeah, me and Stone are going to go see it if you want to come. It's actually getting decent reviews, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. Rich
3: I've... George thought it was great. Yeah. Rich George really enjoyed it. He, he, he knows comics. Damon, if you're free Sunday night, you're welcome to come. Okay. Where am I looking for? Here it is. Um, Gotta respond. To this. this is that thing we All right, talking. I'm
1: going to read a code. Okay, good. Here's another Gatling Gears code while Greg checks his phone. PTXGP, TMCVV, P2DVR, DDFPJ, M3MXZ. Jeez Louise. I know,
4: right? Those are long codes, man. Listeners, remember you can always use <laughs> But you can actually redeem them. Yes. It's yes, that's uh, that's, the that's also can. true. Well, uh, that's one of the only things that PlayStation Network probably does better than Xbox Live is the, the briefer codes.
2: Well, I'll, I'll argue, argue this one because because the one thing that I like about Xbox Live is that you can input those codes on Xbox.com. Yeah. Log in mm. your account. You can down. Da- you can That's enter the, the codes in there, and then like as soon as you turn on your Xbox, it'll yeah. download. And, like, I wish that there was that connectivity. Um, That's to too Sony, easy and
4: logical, though, for yeah, PlayStation know, right? Network. Don't be silly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Listeners, remember you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like John Prynne did. Uh, he's calling he's uh, emailing us to comment on an email from last week. Colin, were you on the show last week? Yes, I was. We had someone sent in a photo of a bar in Sydney, Australia. The that Florodoro. Had, had the Florodora on, <laughs> on the on the on their cocktail wall. John Prynne writes in to say, just want to let you know that I was amazed last week when a fellow listener. Came across the floor door at the City Hotel in Sydney. I was, in fact, the head barman there for six months, and I created that cocktail menu. And, of course, I had to include this podcast's favorite libation. I've re- recently returned back to England, so I no longer work there, but if anybody heads over to the hotel, they should also try the Zen Mai Tai, which was my creation. Cool. That's a small world, man. I know. It's a Real really. small world. This is Bon Ma. He says, uh, "Love you all." But this question is directed d- to Damon, as a DJ, musician, podcaster, all-around audio aficionado. I was wondering what your preferred set of cans are to listen to music on the go. I have a set of decent earbuds that I use right now uh, with my iPhone, but was thinking of upgrading to a full-size set of headphones. I do not use earbuds ever. I, I don't. I think they're uncomfortable, and I don't think they produce a great bass response. I would recommend the. This is the, the name of these headphones is I I I, spelled A I A I A I. TMA dash one. This is the model number. A little confusing.
3: No, keep going. I'm, it's, it's, yeah.
1: I I I TMA dash one. They're two hundred bucks, but they're really sexy black. They're loud as hell, and uh, uh, but, uh loud um, is good. I will yeah. say
2: that if you new earbuds because some people don't like to walk sure. around the streets so um, People love earbuds. Um, if you go to like Best Buy, one of their end caps has like these things called marshmallow earbuds. So they mm. basically like, they're like a, they're memory foam. Gotcha. And so you like, basically you pinch them and put them in your ear and then they like basically form to your ears so they actually fit really well and mm. it actually like blocks out more of the ambient noise from around you. So uh, that's what I use when I walk to work.
3: Mm. For your headphones, can you talk into them like uh, iPods?
1: My headphones? Yeah, the ones have. you just talked about, the iIs. They don't have like a microphone on them. Like, what? You, I'm not i sure Like, what I, mean. I just
3: discovered that I, I use the Astro gaming headsets and okay. I like them a lot. And I was watching Scott Low the other day. And even if you don't have the microphone piece in it, like okay. there's the microphone in the thing, so you can talk through. It. So I could be on the phone listening to. I could be listening to music, so make calls, I talk to I see. I,
4: thought I don't cool. think so. They're not made for that. They're made for like DJ.
3: Oh, use. oh, I'm sorry. Okay.
4: You know the thing about earbuds, by the way, is, is that we're going to have a deafness epidemic in this country. I think because of think them. so. I mean, well, it's just like the, the, they're so close to the they're so close to the eardrum when they're in your ear. I, I mean, love the music. No, <laughs> I know, I know that in college, like I, I play drums and I'm deaf from that as it is. But when I went to college and got my first iPod and stuff, like I, I got even more deaf just from from blasting. Because you have to feel like you have to get it louder and louder because you can hear everything around you, like walking through Boston or whatever. So, I don't know, I, 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 for one, I'm gonna be know, Between drums and music I don't
0: know what
2: they do in Boston <laughs> I just think that, that the world will just become louder and louder Because nobody can hear <laughs> yeah. each other yeah. What's really yeah. gonna happen We'll just keep turning up the volume Because yeah. when I was in college I used to go to, like, a lot of ska shows and stuff And I remember I was at this really small theater And I was standing with a girl And we were right next to the speaker And, like, I totally lost, like, 30% hearing in one ear Because we were sitting there for, like, two hours <laughs> With, like, the noises blaring in my ear But it was for a girl yeah. oh, No, it's worth it I, I, Do you Do you those boots?
4: Yeah, oh, good, good for you! <laughs> the one thing that shows that that when I go to because I go to quite a few live shows is some people wear ear protection at shows or whatever, and I can't I can't get down with that because like I need to be I need to you know you were at a concert when you get home at night and your ears are just yeah. ringing and yeah, yeah, you wake yeah. up in the morning you can't hear anything that's when you know that you were at a that good happens, rock.
3: did it happen today after a Dredge last night
4: Oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah of course they had some hard bands opening for them too it was great and I was like right up front it was nice where was were they from uh, Great American Music Hall nice small yeah. venue yeah. I would kill to see like some of my favorite bands in a venue that small, man. It's so it's Yeah, of course. 311 would b- <laughs> blow the roof off that joint, my friends. And all five people in the audience would very much enjoy <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> now, I'm uh, sure there are some old women that still like 311.
4: They, they, have, a, oh, they, they, have, they have a huge following still. but
1: I, I can't believe they still have a huge following. It's amazing. Uh, this is Devin Lauren. Hey, guys. Just wondering what the heck is going on with the new Ghost Recon. I loved Graw 1 and 2. Was looking forward to Future Soldier... Uh, I usually sell games on eBay when I'm done with them, but I held on to Splinter Cell Conviction, hoping that I would one day gain access to the beta for Future Soldier. Did they ever t- say anything about that?
2: That is true. I think when you buy Conviction, it says that you're really? the beta for...
1: I That's totally right. forgotten about that. I
2: think, yeah, hold on to your copy yeah. of Conviction. I'm sure God. that Future That's Soldier so beta is coming up any day now. That's so That's weird. Funny.
4: We should look at the box when we get out of here and see.
2: I'm pretty sure that that is on the box. Wow. Um... Uh, I don't know anything about the beta, but I mean Ubisoft said that they're showing Ghost Recon at E3, so
4: E3.
1: Ooh! <laughs> this is Stanley Chu. with this is a, a chew on that. Does he say that? He, I don't think that's his. <laughs> Chewbrick is his uh, signature. Let's he says Chewbrick.
3: That's dumb. Okay. Stanley Chew, for now, on, seriously, like you know, if you're a professor and you just like be a, and you like you take the chalk and you're like, America, period. Chew on that. You throw the <laughs> chalk on and you walk out. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that's
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> His question is a little more serious than you're uh, being right now. Uh, I'm milling. sorry, Chihuahua. <laughs> with the death of Osama bin Laden being recently carried out by Navy SEALs, do you guys expect to see a mission in a future Call of Duty that will simulate this event? Is this something you guys would look forward to playing? Did they ever do it with
3: Sadab? Was there ever was? I don't think so. <laughs> Just Castro, that one thing,
1: right? In, uh, Black it, um, um, but that yeah. was like I know, a very lighthearted. I know, I know, I know. I know.
3: Um, one day, sure. One day you're going to see everything in a game. Nope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Th- I can't, I can't. That makes me very uncomfortable. Like the thought of like playing through actually. killing I mean, I, a real d- I don't person.
2: think that you'll ever kill Osama in like a like like an Activision gamer EA game. That's, no, that's, it's that's very sensitive. In pretty
1: poor taste, I think. Yeah. Well,
2: if, if six there agents- have been like plenty of missions where you're like going into a compound and you kill yeah. some radical leader, yes, you know, Yes, so that's been well, there. But those were opposing forces.
4: Yes. yes, I wouldn't mind seeing stuff like more realistic stuff like that. I, I get annoyed <laughs> with uh, like the the companies that tried it, like Six Days in Fallujah, getting the Kai thrown on it or whatever because it was too realistic and too soon or whatever. I I want gritty, dark things. I think I think developers should make whatever. They... What's the
2: What's the benefit of that? Is like because people want. To experience doing like killing Osama themselves, or oh, I'm, gotta, sure, I'm sure some people would. I mean, I, I think it, something to oh, me that's just—I that have no idea what sick. it
3: was because it looked like it looked like some kind of virus. But yeah, my, it was my totally Facebook spam. wall was me. filled with look at the, yeah Osama many I photos. Many, I, many
4: people were removed from my friends list for that. Yep. One. I guess I just don't understand the mentality of of like it's it's sick or I guess in bad taste of killing like you know Osama bin Laden or whatever. But we. Have this mission in Modern Warfare Two, where we go into an airport and mow people down, like, and it's like hundreds of people. You don't people. have to mow people. down. I know, you but what I'm just saying, kill. like, no one seems like that. That to me seems more in bad taste. I don't think anything in gaming. Yeah, is but they're in bad not taste, real but... people.
2: It's not like new Gingrich is out there and like a whole bunch of political figures are out in the airport, and you're killing well, all of them. Yeah, but they're I mean, just...
4: what, but I mean, like, so you would Bin Laden's like one of the most evil people that has existed in modern times. I mean, yes. so so killing him is is awesome. You know, like I, I don't see how that. Like I, I understand. Happen, I, well, I understand yeah. what you're saying. If like it was a person that didn't do anything, like you're just killing someone who's real that didn't do it. But like he, like he's a, the FBI's most wanted man for ten years. You know, if there was a bounty on his head, ten sure. million dollars. I, d- I don't want to like live the experience that myself.
1: That makes me uncomfortable. Well, that's fair. Well,
3: there'd, I, be the, uh, there'd be there'd be opt out clause in the beginning. <laughs> you know, like like in modern
1: warfare, right? <laughs> Although maybe someday, like you know, like think back to like Wolfenstein, like you like mow down like a robot Hitler, exactly. Like, and that was like you know, but that was that forty know, some years 50 after the Yeah. After, like, yeah. yeah. So, so you think so you think maybe in your time, argument is time, maybe. I see. That's what
3: I'm saying.
1: Oh I mean, yeah. Fifty years from now, sure, I'll shoot a robot Osama bin Laden in a crazy game. i see.
3: Maybe. Yeah. I'll I can't you roll I, your eyes at it when he comes through the door. We'll see who's gonna. Shoot. But I think,
2: <laughs> but I think the difference between Hitler and Osama is that I mean, th- there are very, 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 very few people in the world that don't just automatically upset, uh, except, you know, either as like an ultimate evil. It's sort of like the default evil, especially in all movies and stuff like that. But there's still so many sensitivities in entertainment, like creating any movies, like just even in like, like trying to avoid portraying like, like Muslims as being evil, you know, like because that's not the case, right? And so I just, I just think like a publicly traded company, like Activision or whatever, (laughs) like you've seen what happened with the Six Days of Fallujah, like that wasn't even going to be, you know, as intense as this, like, I, I just can't see somebody wanting to take that. I think there are already games where you could do that anyway, like, you know, like, that people made on their own, like mm-hmm. independent games, if you want to get that thrill or whatever you want I just
4: wonder it. where the sensitivity was when they made Dino D-Day. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? <laughs> I
2: don't know what they're
4: thinking. <laughs> Too soon.
1: Uh, this is Tate Gordon. He says... Uh, That's a good name, by the way? I'm 16. I play Xbox consistently and love all kinds of games. I don't know what that yeah,
3: means. I, maybe, I think it means constantly. I know. I think but... that's a, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you knew. But then you said, I don't know. <laughs> how, how foolish of me to listen to my friend and try to help him out of a jam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my 34-year-old stepdad, on the other hand, likes games but doesn't play them often due to his lack of skill. I remember that my favorite memory of ever playing video games was with him playing Mortal Kombat for the Nintendo 64. I was wondering if you have any suggestions for co-op games that a casual gamer like my stepdad and a hardcore gamer like myself would both find enjoyable that we could both play together. So... Hmm. There are, like, lots of co-op games out there now, but for, like, a new, like who yeah, hasn't like, played a game since Mortal Kombat Outland, since '64. Like, <laughs> that game would eat him alive. I mean, Castle Crashers gets yeah. really tough,
3: but you get, I mean, you could play that. That'd be fun.
1: Castle Crashers. What, is...
3: what are some good? Uh, uh, the, well, the I mean, like, so, like, you like Portal
1: Two is is out now, but can his, his dad, stepdad, get down with that? I, I don't. Know. I
3: think I think you could Portal Two. You could get down with because you figure there, there's down. not that threat of things coming at you and like. Well, there are eventually. Don't be wrong, but I mean, like it's not like a Castle Crashers where eventually you're gonna have all these bosses. Things yeah, you, and I guess them, you have time to sit there and you can make like, up a strategy and try to try all this different stuff.
2: Let's. To be full disclosure, I don't think either of us have played Portal Corp because we both played it on PS3. Correct. So. <laughs> that is correct. So. <laughs> but you can play it locally, I just yeah, haven't done that. It.
4: He shouldn't have that problem because he's, he's playing on Xbox as well. Yeah. I was going to say, one of my favorite co-op games recently was Soldier X, but that's on uh, PS3, yeah. and I, I don't know that, that that would be an accessible game either. So I really enjoyed those games, though.
3: Uh, wait for Sesame Street wants to a monster, because it sounds like your dad's a freaking four-year-old, <laughs> all right? <laughs>
0: Jesus.
3: You know what, stepdad, get out of here. i got to play my guitar.
1: What are the lyrics that song was just playing? Good out, dad, you're my stepdad. Uh, this is Connor Woolley.
3: Good name, too. That's another good name. Mr. Wooly, I like that. That sounds like a
1: sitcom. I'm a fairly new listener, and I love the podcast. Anyway, I was listening to old episodes. I stumbled across episode 91, in which Charles Agnette said, quote, it would be awesome if Nintendo integrated the DS as a Wii controller. Now, correct me if I'm (gasps) wrong, but isn't that the entire premise for Project Cafe? (gasps) I thought I'd share this as further proof of the awe-inspiring influence that GameScoop holds over the gaming industry. Good job, Charles. It's true.
3: That's why, think, it, he keeps confirming that PC gaming is dead, and that's why there's no really good PC games anymore.
1: Sir, Micah Griffin? Yeah. His last name is a, a, like a mythological beast. Yeah, but his tour. first name is Micah, though. Well, yeah. so I just think of Micah and his beard. Last week we talked about uh, Hillary, to catch up to speed. Last week someone wrote in to say that he, he lives in the UK. He's a married man with two kids. And every time he starts, he works in the public sector. He has a tradition that every time he starts a new job, he masturbates on the toilet. At the, in the at office.
2: The office. <laughs> in the office. <laughs> Hillary's nodding and smile sir. sir <laughs> I'm going to
3: watch all these one-up people go into our bathroom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, of course. It's like, a, it's like my dog likes to pee in people's houses when he first walks inside <laughs> to let him know he owns a place.
1: Well, Micah writes in. He says, I'm a janitor part-time. Mr. Moriarty is exactly right. My job is to keep things looking straight. If you keep your building generally clean, I can make it look spectacular. If you crap on the toilet, all I can do is make your bathroom look reasonable. You are an adult. Cleaning your shit off the toilet is not my job. So if our friend is leaving ejaculate on the seat for my people to clean, Whoa, fuck wait, wait, him.
2: Wait, 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 wait. So he pleasures himself and then just leaves it there? We're not sure. Did, he, he didn't say he, he
1: cleaned it up. He didn't write in to clarify, did he? No, he did
3: not. And did he, he? Was he? The He's one
2: ashamed
1: of himself as he should
3: be. He wanted. He said it like, it, the way. Yeah, it sounded like he just. Cr- he said cracked one off, I believe. And it That's sounded like he just left well, it there.
2: I, I was actually smiling and nodding because I got a job because somebody else had done that. <laughs> so, nice. so when, I, when I was in college um, I was looking for like just a part-time job or whatever and uh, tower books the tower records used to have like a I books in. section right in the Palo Alto area so uh, so I, I applied there and the reason why they had the opening was because the last guy had gotten hired and they kept like a lot of like the, the extra magazines in the back so they had like lots of penthouse letters and stuff like that so he was on a break and he went in the back and he was pleasuring himself wow and he really cute and he left the door unlocked by a quote-unquote accident and this really Really Cute girl who works there, like, opened the door and caught him doing himself, and so, like, he actually quit. Like, what I mean, did he like, say? Uh, I think he said, what <laughs> <it
4: joined in. laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going I, down? No matter what,
2: actually, according to the girl, he probably said something like, It's really cold in here, ah, <laughs> and he so, actually, peters. he, I, it, well. Her impression was that he quit. He never. He just ran out. Like he basically got dressed and like left. <laughs> just left his stole. pants
3: there. <laughs> Continue to work on his way. <laughs> but, but
2: she thinks that he was actually not embarrassed about being caught, but being caught like jerking something that small. that's how she used to put it. <laughs> I, like, uh, but, I like how the girls spun so the story. So <laughs> the opening, the opening that, that came up was, was because that guy quit because he was jerking off in the toilet, and so that's how I got the job. And I would like to think that's how I got the job at IGN. <laughs> <laughs> What if I just got my I got work every place that I went was because somebody else had been fired or quit because they'd been caught masturbating on the toilet.
1: Well, in that case, next you're going to work in the UK in the public sector, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so. (laughs)
1: Uh, Dan Z wants to know whatever happened to the game Captain Blood? I thought it looked pretty incredible in a rogue warrior sort of way.
2: We had a preview build of that a long time ago. I
1: know. I looked at Amazon says it's coming out June seventh.
2: Oh, right, right around the corner. Sure, it's it's going head to head
3: with
1: Infamous Two. Yes, (laughs) who will win? (laughs) Well, I, know, I think Captain Blood is a 360 exclusive. So.
3: Oh, there you go. Now, now it's yeah. really on.
1: Uh, just a couple more emails here. <laughs> and
2: I thought Microsoft had no games this year. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, this listener says you will win the universe if you say my name right. Okay. Can oh. you try this, Greg.
3: It, I mean, I I think I'm 100. But are 100 we, we going
2: to pass this around then? Do we all get to try? Well,
1: it? sure. This is an easy one. <laughs>
3: Posse Semkin.
2: <laughs> 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 it's, it's kind
3: of I got a, kind of a sing
0: song.
4: <laughs>
2: Uh, Passy semikine.
4: <laughs> I'm <know>, we'll <laughs> right, starting us to think. sound
2: like Pooty Tang.
4: Yeah,
1: it's a little Pooty Tang.
2: Passy semikine.
1: <laughs> so three people have three different <laughs> pronunciations. It's pretty good.
2: Does he actually say how to pronounce his name? Like, does he spell? He it says, "He or? says
1: I'm 99% sure you won't be able to pronounce it. So just call me Adolf." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like Adolf Vega? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> says I was just wondering, would it be possible for Bioware to release a Mass Effect trilogy pack for the PS3? Or the handhelds, or the Wii, even with Microsoft <laughs> having the rights to the first game. It comes
3: on a giant like spindle for the Wii, like all these d- 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 <laughs> tiled up No, this. it's
1: not possible. Yeah. Mass Effect Trilogy coming to the Wii. The main problem is
3: that Microsoft owns the rights to 1 still, right? Mass Effect 1? Yeah, 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 and I don't think that they're going to
2: be like, yeah, what totally, PS3. No, that's not, it's not possible.
1: Finally, uh, Carlos Martinez says, I recently read IGN's Redone Ratings Guide, And the first thing I notice is the redundancy of the scores. A 9.0 and a 9.5 mean the same thing. So what does a 0.5 mean? Does it mean that it's slightly more amazing? If so, how do you differentiate that as a writer?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's what it means.
1: So how do you differentiate that? It means it's
2: more in between a a 9 and a 10. Mm -hmm. It's halfway there.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem that complicated. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be okay, One game gets a 9.0, one game gets a 9.5. Yeah, They're a, both amazing. You, one you're is. You're more so. In America,
2: like in, in grade school in America, they have like you can get a B, but then you can get slightly better and get a B. Exactly. It's not quite an A.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's, but it's better than a B. Mm-hmm. That's a 9.5, right? It's true. It's in the middle. You nailed it. There's <laughs> other Scoop, helping people.
1: Uh, final Gatling Gears code to give away right now. 3W63R, FKMGC, 774MQ, WP4YC, C2PQZ. As a reminder, these codes work worldwide. Wow. Okay. Are you following me on Twitter? You should be. Not only can you keep up with the games I'm gaming and the music I'm making... But I give away codes on there all the time. Just like the Gatling Gears codes I've been giving away on this podcast, I give away codes for downloadable games all the time on my Twitter feed. So hit me up. My Twitter handle is DameZero, or you can always search Damon Hatfield Twitter. Remember, Damon is spelled D-A-E-M-O-N. That's all the scoops we have here this week. What do you have, Greg? But remember, people
3: write in all the time wanting to come visit us. Uh-huh. Now there's a program to do that. It's called First Fridays. Every fr- first Friday of a month, we do a tour at IGN. You can get in on it. That's RSVP this P- Friday. tinyurl.com slash
1: IGN tour. That's starting this Friday? Yep. There's one today. Mm, cool. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Hill. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop. We're out. Come,
0: come, come, come get the way IG and Gamescoop.